the world as we know it ended at that stage. And the first reports of COVID and ENT surgeons came out, which was terrifying for us all. I, I felt a bit like a, a First World War general blowing the whistle to, to send the troops over the top. But my personal career mission has been to raise the profile of laryngology in UK ENT. I would like to establish firmly laryngology as a discipline within ENT again, as it was 100 plus years ago. Welcome to BLA Connections, A Clear Voice. I'm your host, Natalie Watson, and I'm delighted to bring you discussions and insights from experts from across the globe on all things laryngology. In today's episode, we mark the handover of the presidency of the BLA from Mr. Mark Watson to Mr. Guri Sandhu. Mark Watson is a laryngologist and head neck surgeon in Doncaster and Bassett Law Teaching Hospital. He's done an amazing job serving us all well for the past two years. Perhaps most notably, Mr. Watson has steered the association through the COVID-19 pandemic, taking the lead in producing guidelines for its members, in particular, the 2020 BLA tracheostomy guideline, updated for the second wave of COVID-19 in November 2020. Guri Sandhu is a founding member of the BLA and current president of the Laryngology and Rhinology section at the Royal Society of Medicine. He is a consultant laryngologist and airway surgeon at Imperial College and the Royal Brompton Hospitals in London, and an honorary senior lecturer at Imperial College and University College London. He is a pioneering laryngologist with a specialist interest in laryngotracheal stenosis. In 2016, he received the Ashiki Award for his outstanding contribution to laryngology. So thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, Mark, let's start with you. As the outgoing president, what will you remember most about your time as the BLA president? Well, Natalie, it's been an utter roller coaster of two years. Um, everything started off fairly normally in May 2019 when I took over from Martin Birchall. Martin had run things very well. Everything was on a nice, calm, even course. So we thought at that stage. Um, we had cutting edge in September of that year. And again, everything was going swimmingly in the run up to that. It all looked like a perfectly ordinary conference, you know, organized to the normal high standards that we do. And then three days before the conference was due to start, while we were running, we were all in Dundee running a laser surgery course there. And suddenly, uh, Dion and the admin team had a, had a, a personal tragedy in her life which meant suddenly the whole organisation of the conference was put in doubt. And it was only by heroic efforts, most notably from Heather Pownell, who, who helps with our IT and social media, to put together a new admin team at very short notice that, that Cutting Edge was even able to go ahead. And so just as we breathed the relief on the Tuesday afternoon as we were travelling down on the train from, from Dundee to Edinburgh uh, to get set up for, for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of Cutting Edge, um, I had a message to say that Al Marati, one of the uh, main international keynote speakers, couldn't come because of illness in the family. And so could I please uh, produce a keynote address at 24 hours notice just with what I had on my laptop? So it was a very stressful few days, but I think it actually worked out really well, surprisingly well, given everything we'd had to go through. And it was the first time we'd used the BLA Connect app. And again, thanks to, to Heather for, for, for that. Um, and, you know, the app's gone from strength to strength. 
since then. And so by the time we got to the Friday evening of, uh, of that week, uh, we all heaved a huge sigh of relief and thought, well, that's the hard work uh, over with for the time being. We did have a council meeting while we were in Edinburgh. And one tip to Guri, if you want a smooth, friendly, cheerful uh, council meeting where everybody agrees to everything, serve them champagne first. Because we followed on from the champagne <laughs> reception. So then we were planning for BACO 2020, and again, everything seemed to be going okay. On the 1st of March 2020, I went uh, went into partial retirement, working only two and a half days a week, thinking I'll have lots more time to spend on things like, you know, looking after the BLA. And then the world as we know it ended at that stage, and the first reports of COVID and ENT surgeons came out, which was terrifying for us all. Um, within a few days, we heard of uh, one poor chap who was uh, on ECMO support in intensive care, and there was one of my colleagues in Yorkshire who was also admitted to ITU. A few days later, um, we had two of the uh, BLA council members who, who, who caught COVID, and suddenly it looked as though, as ENT surgeons and the laryngologists in particular, we were right on the front line, and, and we were likely to be badly hit by this. And there was one Friday afternoon when I sent out a first message to members um, we, we, we've been working with the, the ENT UK on producing some initial guidelines and saying what should and should should not continue to happen uh, in clinics and theatres. And I sent that message out on the Friday afternoon. Uh, I, I felt a bit like a, a First World War general blowing the whistle to, to send the troops over the top. And as I, I, I walked away from, from, from the laptop thinking, what have I just done? Have I ever put everybody on the front line here? And it was a really scary time because none of us knew where we were going with this. And as we know, there have been fatalities. We know of two ENT surgeons who've, uh, who've unfortunately died from, from COVID and many, many more who, 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 who've suffered from it. So to, just to try and keep services running for the last year has, has, has been very difficult. It, it does look now as though we're starting to come through this and we can start to get back to some kind of normality. Um, I did my first routine laryngology list last week and today we even did a submandibular gland just for something different the first open surgery i've done in, in over a year apart from tracheotomy um so we are starting to get back to normal and that's where we need to be going in 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 in, in the future because it is a bit of a patchwork around the country at the moment um so yes let's get back to some normal life and so hopefully we can get back to putting some courses on, having a proper academic programme and uh, moving the specialty forward. Fantastic. Well, you really have navigated the association so well during COVID. I just wanted to thank you for your leadership and commitment during this unprecedented time. Um, do you have any tips, any more tips, apart from the champagne reception for <laughs> committee meetings, which it sounds great, but um, do you have any <laughs> any tips or advice for Guri? Well, um, you know, the, the, the BLA Council is quite a nice, friendly group of people who generally get on pretty well with each other. And uh, I just hope you have an easier time than the last two years have been. Hear, hear. So, Guri, uh, firstly, congratulations on the presidency. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's a great honour. And I'd like to thank the council for voting me in as, as the current president. You've got two a two-year term. What do you hope to achieve during this time? Um, Mark has had a very challenging time, as we've just heard, and he's done a tremendous job, and I'd like to thank him. Um, 
He's helped write some guidelines, both related to laryngology during the COVID period and also tracheostomy, as you've mentioned. And some of these will need updating. So that's probably one of the first tasks to get on board and start doing. I'll tell you why we um, came about creating the uh, British Laryngological Association in 2011, which I'd, I'd like to say is, in fact, a charity. And its mission statement is to advance laryngology for the benefit of the public. And we do that through research, education, and training. But my personal career mission has been to raise the profile of laryngology in UK ENT. And it has suffered. It has suffered for many, many decades. When I started training, literally a handful of people in the UK you would call pure laryngologists. Laryngology largely was being done by people of rhinology, otology, who were having a session a week, that kind of thing. And this wasn't the case in the US and this wasn't the case in, in Europe. So I would like to establish firmly laryngology as a discipline within ENT again, as it was 100 plus years ago. Other things I'd like to achieve, I'd like to enhance our collaborations, which we already have with the ELS through um, setting up programs or helping them with programs. Also, um, the BACA meeting, which is happening in a couple of years. And I would, for a change, like to see new talent being invited to speak. There are many rising stars. We have them in the UK, and but they exist a lot around the world. And I really would like to give them a chance to have podium and tell us what they're doing and what they're discovering. We also have a plan, hopefully, to start running live courses again. Um, our meeting in September, the BLA annual meeting on 24th September, is going to be virtual. But next year, uh, COVID permitting, we'll have an, um, our regular courses running again, the front of neck emergency course, the office procedures course, um, the course on laryngeal manipulation techniques, and the cutting edge meeting that the BLA have held every two years. Hopefully will happen live later next year. So there is a lot happening. Um, I've got to thank you, Natalie and Heather and Dion, for all your podcasts, the BLA app, your social media presence that you're creating for the BLA. Um, so those are my immediate challenges. I have some more long-term goals as well, which I'm quite happy to discuss. Yeah, well, a question to you both, really. How do you see the future of the BLA? Mark, would you like to start with that one? Yeah. Um, one of the things that Guri and I have both been involved with, as of you, Natalie, is looking at the educational requirements in laryngology because laryngology had only been given one year of specialist training where the other disciplines such as otology and rhinology were given two years. So we have been in discussions with the uh, chair of the SAC and hopefully we can get uh, the GMC to review things in 2023 uh, to give full training for laryngologists. I think it it had not really been fully appreciated the full breadth and extent of our subspecialty and in that the ambition was to produce somebody after two years who could run a, a district general hospital voice clinic, ignoring the fact that laryngology is not just voice disorders, it's swallowing problems, airway issues, a much broader spectrum of, uh, of disease, all of which is increasing in frequency. So I would hope to, uh, over the next few years, help the council uh, to move further down that line and get proper recognition for laryngology training. 
Yeah, absolutely. I can totally support that. As the trainee representative, we've worked very hard to try and convince them that they need uh, uh, two years instead of one year um, post ST6 training, just as all other subspecialties um, in EMT. I think our only option now is to try and prove to them uh, with the figures really that uh, one year is just not enough. And hopefully we'll have that opportunity. I agree. Um, it's a shame that uh, we've landed. Well, we didn't land ourselves in this. Actually, it was a fast one pulled by um, uh, the other disciplines within e- e- ENT and um, those that were negotiating with the Department of Health. So um, so that that is something that we need to get sorted next time round, And we'll have to gather evidence um, about training, etc. Um, the other thing that uh, I would like to see the growth of is actually laryngology fellowships in the UK. We ha- I think we have about three of them at the moment, um, possibly four and um, have those grow because um, you you generate specialists who then go on to take up consultant posts who then train further and that's one of the ways in which the specialty will grow Um, and of course we need to get the curriculum sorted as well. So it's exciting times for I think for the future of laryngology I think with Covid it's really given a a shift change into who has the impatience. (laughs) We're overtaking head and neck at the moment where I work Um, with all our airway stenosis patients, but um, there's a real shift in in um, the number of people that we're seeing versus uh, the other specialties for sure, and how busy we are in the acute take, how busy we are in the outpatients, and the demand for laryngology referrals in in uh, broadly for airway dysphagia and voice. You know, we're not just uh, district general um, voice clinics; we are a whole service, as you say. So. It's um it, it it's about promoting that and hopefully through the podcasts, through our um interaction, doing courses, our um conferences, and actually having COVID, you know, we're trying to get the positives out of it really, and using media as a um, communication tool to really bring the whole laryngology world together to to try and advance laryngology as our mission statement says. So. It's very, very exciting, and I'm really pleased and proud to be part of it. So any final words from you both? Yes, before we close, Natalie, I'd like to thank uh, Dion Bassett for providing the admin support for the BLA during my presidency, despite some terrible things that have happened in her personal life. Dion has soldiered on through and and, and kept going. Uh, Once again to Heather for the social media presence and the... Things like the Twitter feed have been so important. During during the early phase of COVID, um, I had a huge amount of interest from from, uh, the the news media. Uh, On on one weekend, I had 73 phone calls, messages, and most of them had picked up on on some of the things we put out on the Twitter feed. And that's been an incredibly effective way of getting laryngology known better. And so we ended up with, with articles in the, in the Daily Press. We were on the front page of the Times. Um, we, we did a lot with the BBC and with Channel 4. So that, that, that really did raise the profile of the uh, association. Um, and the BLA Connect app uh, as well. You know, again, thank you, Heather. And then, Natalie, I've got to thank you for, for developing that and, and, and starting this, this series of podcasts, which, again, have been another huge innovation for the association. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. And um, you, Gary? Yeah, so uh, likewise, I'd like to thank Dion. She holds the organisation together. I mean, she she was a founding member, literally, 
Um, and without her, none of this would be possible. So our thanks to Dion. And obviously, uh, again, to Heather and yourself, Natalie. Uh, you are a rising star, Natalie, and you will be someone who manages this organization in the future. And there are others like you, and we will support them. And um, thank you again to the council for electing me to be president for the next session. Brilliant. Well, it's very kind of you for, for everything you said about us, but um, we are, it, it, it's not just me, it's definitely Heather and, and all the committee that have been um, contributing to these podcasts, which is made it fun. so good. So thank you so much for joining us today, sharing both your experiences, you know, particularly Mark, for the trials and tribulations of your presidency. It's not been easy, but you've you've risen above all the, all the, all the hurdles the world has put in front of you and uh, you've done an amazing job so thank you and Guri I'm so excited that you're president I think it's going to be an amazing two years um, I think there's a lot of development to um, be involved with and uh, change and influence so thank you so much for putting yourself forward for, for presidency and um, I think it's going to be a fantastic two years Thank you Thank you We hope you've enjoyed listening to BLA Connections, a clear voice. I've been your host, Natalie Watson. Please do tune in to this series for more about well-being, exploring the patient experience and furthering our education with various laryngology topics. We would also love to hear from you. Please feel free to email with any topics you would like us to explore, any questions you have, along with any suggested experts you would like to hear from. Also, if you would like to contribute to these podcasts, please email inquiries at britishlaryngological.org. Our full series can be found in the podcast provider of your choice, or you will find all stored on our BLA Connect app for easy access. Thank you to all our listeners, and we hope you have found our podcast informative. Please remember to subscribe and do leave a review with your podcast provider. We do appreciate your likes, subscribes, and reviews.